Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God for our meditation is recorded in Exodus chapter 17, beginning at verse 1. Then all the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their journey from the wilderness of sin, according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped in Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. So Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people, and take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also take in your hand your rod, with which you struck the river, and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah because of the contention of the children of Israel and because they tempted the Lord saying, is the Lord among us or not? These are your words, heavenly father, sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In the name of him, who is the fountain of living water, dear fellow redeemed. Without water, there can be no life. No living thing can exist without water. People rarely think about how indispensable for life water really is unless they are adrift at sea or lost in a desert. During each new season of TV Survivor, one of the first things the teams do is find a way to make water drinkable. Those who don't have drinkable water quickly become dehydrated and nauseated. Without water, life cannot go on for very long. If that is true of our physical life, how much more true is it for our spiritual life? That brings us to our text today, which points us to water from the rock and how essential this water is. Our text finds the people of Israel in the wilderness of Sin on their way to Mount Sinai. They were at a place called Rephidim, a Hebrew word that means resting place, but some resting place this turned out to be. There was no water there, no small pool in a desert oasis. The Israelites became testy as water supplies ran low and then ran out. Around them, children were wilting like unwatered flowers, and even adults could hardly stand it. Discomfort turned to grumbling. Grumbling turned into quarreling with their leader Moses, even to the point of threatening to stone him to death. 
Now, we wouldn't blame Moses if at this point in the journey he picked up his staff and left his people for his old job of tending sheep in that very area. Forty years earlier near this place, the Lord called Moses from the burning bush, from shepherding sheep to shepherding Israel. But Moses didn't leave. Instead, he turned to the Lord, and the Lord answered him. When Moses followed the Lord's command and struck the rock in the wilderness with his staff, water miraculously gushed forth from it. He then called that place Massa, meaning testing, and Meribah, meaning quarreling, because Israel, with their grumbling against him, had been sinfully testing the Lord. But as usual, the Lord was right there with them and for them. And the miracle water flowed to quench the thirst of his people. The thirst Israel had in that day is nothing unique. Every human being born into this world shares it. We need food and drink to sustain our physical lives. But what is true for our physical lives is even more true for our spiritual lives. God made us both body and soul and gave us the eternal longing to be one with God. In the words of Augustine of Hippo, O Lord, our souls were made for thee and our heart finds no rest until it rests in thee. Ever since the fall into sin, our soul desperately needs something to relieve the burning anguish of our sin. Our heart by nature and our life by our actions have been dehydrated by the dehydrating, blistering heat of sin. Though we may outwardly appear to be whole and well, we are like some Egyptian mummy. The remains are all there, but lifeless, drained of all the fluids of eternal life. Parched lips and dried up souls, that's what we have. And we want something to be done about it. And God has given us water, just as he gave it to Israel that day at Rephidim. Paul puts this all into perspective in 1 Corinthians 10 when he writes of Israel, they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. Did you hear that? Christ is the eternal rock of ages who invites us saying, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Want to hear more? Earlier in the Gospel of John, Jesus says, Whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. What's the answer for our thirsty souls? Only Jesus' blood shed on Calvary's cross can pay for all our sins every single one of them, and quench that burning thirst in the penitent soul. Only Jesus can offer to him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. Talk about water from a rock. 
That's what we have in Christ. On Calvary's holy mountain, the rock of ages was struck by the rod of God's grace. And with his holy precious death, he has opened the pure and healing fountain of his forgiveness, which now flows for you, for me, for all. Lent is a time of reflection, a time to reflect on what the water of life really is and to stop and ask ourselves about our drinking habits. How do I make use of the water of life? Do I take it for granted, much like the water that I always expect to come out of the tap at home whenever I need a drink? Don't take that baptismal font for granted. Marvel again at that gracious water of life which is granted those little ones, children, and adults who are brought there. Thank God for the forgiveness of sins, deliverance from death and the devil, and eternal life God gives us through the washing of water with the word. Don't take the preach word for granted, thinking you can show up only when you feel like it and listen only when you want to. Water is rushing down the aisles today through the gospel of Christ. The fountain is open and flowing freely. Just take a cup and drink. Don't take Holy Communion for granted either. There Jesus refreshes those who hunger and thirst for righteousness with his body once given unto death and his blood once shed for the remission of sins. Don't take your personal devotions and Bible reading for granted. Let down the bucket into that word. Pull it up, not just half a cup, but a whole pailful, and drink and live more richly on earth and eternally in heaven. As a child, did you ever run through the lawn sprinkler on a hot, sticky August day? You don't just stick one little foot into the spray. You run through it again and again, splashing in it. Get the point? When the weight of everyday sin added to your sins of the past threatens to make your knees sag, don't just sip, splash in that water of life. When the temptations to sin threaten to take over your life, don't just sip, Splash in that water of life. When the pressures of life threaten to crush you and the mad pace of daily living threatens to burn you out, don't just sip. Splash in that water of life. Splash, my friend, splash, and let it wash away your, you from every sin. Splash, my friend, splash, and let it refresh you for your continued journey through the wilderness of this life. Splash, my friend, splash, but don't forget where to find this water, in God's holy word and precious sacraments, where the healing streams abound to make and keep us pure within. We simply cannot live without water. By now you know that I'm talking about the water of life, that comes from Jesus, our eternal rock of ages. That is why we sing, He that drinks shall live forever. Tis a soul-renewing flood. God is faithful. God will never break his covenant of blood. Signed when our Redeemer died. Sealed when he was glorified. Amen. <laughs>